You are listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are wishing everybody a good morning, a good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Marquis. I am in studio with Seydu, Miss Carmo, and Ori, a.k.a. Corporate. <laughs> we cannot wait to talk to you about what has happened in the last week or two weeks. Welcome to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hi, good morning. Hey, everyone. It's Marquis here. I am moderating the show today. Yeah. One of those rarities, yes. girls. I'm telling you, listeners, sometimes you got to like raise your hand because these girls, <laughs> they be having background deals and shenanigans. Well, yes, you're no background deals. Girl, let me Okay, tell first you, of all, you since you going to start out with the gauntlets here <laughs> on Go this ahead. Sunday afternoon. And we're going to bring it. Go ahead. As the say. founder <laughs> and executive producer of Queer State of Mind. Here she go. See, see what I'm facing, y'all? I determine. <laughs> Who and what is on the air from 12 to 2 p.m. Saturdays on Radio Free Brooklyn? Yes. And there are some points of contention (laughs) with our moderator for today, who is allowed to moderate, you know, without fully completing her required training. Oh, my God. So she's actually only moderating in the voice capacity. She's not running the board as a true moderator would. She just pulled, girl, she pulled a pad. <laughs> she did. But so, corporate, corporate will pull out those. But we going to get her will, her training and we going to get her up so she can be a full. So she can. So Chi Chi can be a full drag queen. <laughs> Bitch. Much appreciated. Yeah. That, that's oh, great. But she's doing well. She I put keep, together a good show for y'all today. Thank you, Ori. I appreciate that. And I be, I've been trying to make the trainings and then somehow like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens. They're like on Wednesday at five in the morning or something. I don't <laughs> know. I, I just, well, you also I, joined during the pandemic, which was yeah. a really chaotic time. Right, so right. It's, it was tough. It you was know. tough. And and so first, let me just ask how the girl's doing. I'll start with you, Miss Carmo. How has your week been? How are you? <laughs> My week has been very interesting. It's been a zero and a hundred. I've, I've been on the roller coaster. Not in like a bad, bad way, but... Like yesterday, I woke up like really, really sad, and then I got like really like happy in the middle of the day. But whenever I, that happens to me, that means I'm mourning something. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I, it, it gets it, it reviews itself later. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. It, it I always get that. reviews itself later. And earlier in the week, um, I did something that 
you know, you know. Sometimes you forget who the fuck you are, right? And then you get reminded oh, who the fuck you are. Yeah, I was reminded who the fuck I was, right and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So I don't need to be doing you, all that. Are you talking right. about what I think you're talking about? Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, gonna oh, talk yeah. about it later. I don't care. And Mr. Ron Dalton girl. has just joined us, so yeah. I'll ask her how has your week been, Ron? I oh, how has my week been? Good question. It's it's actually been um pretty relaxing for the most part. I was um staycation this week so oh good yeah good. yeah love so. those i was on one last week and last weekend um i, I was in nola so it went from be- being very fast paced to very slow paced mm. which i guess is pretty good for a vacation right right yeah well good yeah but that's and, pretty much about it and miss robin i mean Ori givens wait what uh there she go uh, no, there no, no. She i love goes. i adore robin givens as a kid i was like i want to be her as a young gay kid i was like i'm going to be <laughs> that makes sense though that makes sense. <laughs> so i got all kinds of oh there we go i have all kinds Sorry. of respect for robin yeah. Oh, that sounds um, so much better. Yeah, it does, <laughs> right? It's not. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ori. Miss Ori. Yeah, how are so, you? you know, I would say that it was the best of times. It was the worst of times to mm. describe the past few weeks of my <laughs> life. Mm. Um, you know, I just, I got to go on a really great vacation Ooh. with some longtime friends. Um, shout out to La Trucha. And we went to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Yeah. Mexico, Viva Mexico. We had a blast. Let me tell you, okay, I'm about to be an unofficial tourism ambassador for Mexico for a moment. Because, <laughs> like, better be. it was lit. Like, when I tell you that we had the best time and, like, we, you know, we keyed, we, like, ate, we drank, we really, like, really lived it up also had too much sun and we're like oh my god i can't do anything anymore Mm -hmm. um was great environment great water um but then like while i was in mexico uh unfortunately my partner broke his his ankle yeah so you know we're working through that it was very painful <laughs> oh my god he's he probably a- listening so i'm not going to talk too much hey, okay, Eddie. Okay, i'm okay. sorry yeah. But yeah everybody sent him well hey, wishes Eddie. well wishes also known as faye dunaway honey ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh yeah I what, said it. what no, i haven't been said Jessica Lane. no girl no 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 that's faye dunaway honey oh faye, dunaway. <laughs> faye dunaway is probably more accurate i'm sorry yes. yeah we have been coming up we with love names. you we love you eddie <laughs> we love you so, so much yeah and then you know this is fall so fall is just one of those times that like kind of transitions begin mm-hmm. you know everything it just what we have another week another week and a half girl. right oh, <laughs> did, do you feel <laughs> yeah okay fall is coming i'm not one of them pumpkin spice hoes but fall is coming mm-hmm. it's almost here it's september the girls this kids is back in school right so right. it is getting it is getting colder yeah it is yeah, getting cooler, colder like cooler. it was a crisp morning it feels sooner though like yeah. i'm not used to being it, like it, a it little does. bit of a breeze like a few days ago i was like oh is it september or not september is it october, october or yeah like it felt like a real yeah. fall day i was like yeah. i am not here for that because i i hold on to summer just because it's i don't know it's hot out i like the sun so i almost put on sweats <laughs> last night and i almost cried so i was like no girl we're putting on shorts. right well i do we'll bring a jacket like, but we're putting on shorts wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute how did we get from sweats to crying 
I just I didn't want to wear sweats. I wasn't ready to wear sweats. Oh, okay, I had to make but sure. But I, I love sweats. Oh, you know, Grace. I love you know, Grace. No. Sweatpants season is. The I, thing. I, I know, right. but I'm just right. saying, I'm, not, I'm just not ready for it. It's just feels oh, so I don't know. It was all of a sudden. My sweatpants are white though. I love like a good white pair of sweatpants. I'll run in them. Mm. I'll be at home. Why? <laughs> Why white? You know who though? likes sweatpants too? <laughs> Micah. New York too. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, my question <laughs> remains. What? Why? Why? Well, you know, there's something that's really just good looking in a white pair of sweatpants because gray is so like typical. Mm. Oh, Jesus! Girl. Okay, I, I mean, I, 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 mean I, feel like I, I know have, I get it. No, I, have I, mean, I have the whitest. I mean, the whitest gray. Like, I mean, I like a gray. Yeah. I'll see a gray, but like a white pair. So, um, on to today. So, a few things happened in the past couple of weeks. But I think what we're gonna do is listen to our first <laughs> song that's coming up. And it's a good song. Oh, look at the faces. It's a good song called Bow Down. In honor of all the queens. We got queens here, clearly. We got queens that die. We got queens that live. We got queens everywhere. This is in honor of all of us queens listening and present. All right. Baby here with my dookie braids. French 
in the parking lot. Shout out to Willie D. I was in that Willie D video when I was about 14. Looking crazy. Shout out to Pimp C. You know, we used to sneak and listen to that UGK. Your sister was alright. Hey, in your home, boys had it last night. Hey, home of Texas Trio. H time going down. Hey, yes, down, bow down. You know what I like about that video? Right. Uh, it, it's a great appreciation of what is it, 19th century. 18th century French art, interior design, architecture, what have you. But um, what I want to talk about today. Yes, So sir. we had an episode where, oh, first topic. So Queen Elizabeth II died, right? Oh, a few yes, days she ago. Did. Mm-hmm. We all know that happened. There's all kinds of opinions about it. There's the all think kinds pieces. of feelings about it. Yeah. Think pieces. Girl, you know, girls can't wait for a think piece, honey. No, you honey. know, like all kinds of analyses. I think uh, where I sit is just let the, the girls, girls feel ask. what they're going to feel. Yeah, let us right. know what they're going to feel. Yeah, yeah. It's complicated as fuck. Right. We right. know what the fuck England did. Right. We don't, like, we don't need to even waste the airtime to hash that out because we know. And right. so, you know, she was the figurehead of that nation for 70 years. Right. And, you know, for good and bad for everything, you know, whatever that means, it, it means something to people right. in different ways. So, yeah. Very true. They do. Um, look, that in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I under, from the, it's funny because like I always said, a lot of people don't know this. There are only two countries on the continent of Africa that was not colonized. Mm-hmm. Ethiopia and Liberia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were not colonized. And the reason why we speak English is because it's where the former slaves were dropped off at. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have a very specific accent, unlike anybody else on the continent. Mm-hmm. And the Ethiopians, I don't know what their history is, so I'm not going to try to you know, well, they, speak on that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's interesting. And I mean, it, I don't know, because I think after a certain point, I think the feelings of the people that are mad about it are more the people who are, this is going to sound controversial, who are not within those places sometimes mm-hmm. like like the Ghanaians and the Nigerians they're not as upset about it as somebody from <laughs> Oklahoma is uh, right. yeah. that's what I'm trying to say right right it's like at the outside yes looking it's in the outside looking in thing yeah. Yeah. yeah in that sense it doesn't mean that it's incorrect everybody's well, entitled to their feelings time, it's like you yeah. know that isn't that like kind of the state of colonial rule right, right. and the, the right. fallout of colonial rule right well, right. and I think I like for me, I so I, I've definitely I posted something on Instagram. I was like, oh, I just put an icon, I posted a picture of her. For me personally, it was not also not overlooking, but not looking at the colonial all that context because if we recall, I mean, even if there were seven decades that she was uh, queen, she wasn't there when these ensl- enslavement colonialism yeah. imperialism none of that like she wasn't even there she wasn't yeah. even alive she wasn't yeah. doing it and when that empire was transitioning to the commonwealth and countries yeah. were becoming independent and particularly oh, yes go ahead well and that too and particularly you know my ex he's from jamaica and when he was born she was the queen of jamaica and then yeah. they you know i think she still is 
but to him it was like oh okay you know it was a it was it was not this 300 years of colonial imperialism yeah. it was a person who for people that were grown up in that commonwealth a familiar person persona i think and that's i think that's exactly the distinction that we're talking about between those that are kind of in that community or in those communities right versus those who are kind of looking at it from the outside. I think it's really important too. Yeah. You know that that people have noted it's it it was about the kind of corporations and organizations and oligarchs that were, you know, kind of spreading. Yeah. You know, you think about the East Africa company and all those those industries that were really spreading the the things that people, you know, and I also these think, ideas of slavery and and mm-hmm. capitalist greed and all those things that, you know, have kind of there's a little bit of a the strife we have. Sorry, right we're, sorry. go ahead. Right. Yeah. There's right. a little bit of, and this is my 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 thought on this. I think that why it bothers a lot of people from the outside looking in is more because I think. So we all know the um the, the history of this country. Mm-hmm. So with them bringing the slaves over, so a lot of those people were ripped from their culture, and they have no ties to like the tribal culture. Uh, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. Even though those people were colonized, they still have ties to their culture. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. That is a big thing. Right. That's a huge thing. So even though these colonization, colonized people are here, their their history is not lost. Right. Oh, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. And, yeah. And again, like for me. Right. <clears throat> and so it's, it hurts. Like, you know, if you look outside looking in and white people, white people come and destroy your country or bring slaves over and you missing your culture. So you'd be like, why aren't you mad? I'm like, it's because they still have something to hold oh, on course, to. Of course, of course. So I'm looking at it from that perspective too. But you know, one thing I think about when thinking of rec- you know, expressing that feeling of agitation or, uh, you know, like frustration over yeah. what happened, then boycott the country, the actual country. Right. Like I don't look at a person who inherited something and said oh okay i'm gonna carry the torch as the end of the world because that's what she did like think about it and at the end of the day this person the queen could have been kicked out a long time ago if they were like you know we don't want to deal with this anymore the uh, uk and all the governments if they were done with it or they felt like she was not adding value they would have gotten rid of it. But at the end of the day, there was some job being done. Yeah. The promotion of tourism, the castles and all that stuff that I, from a, from a, I guess I look at it again from a marketing perspective and I look at it from a, Oh, okay. She did that. You like, you could walk around the world, Middle East, Asia, Europe, Canada under the queen too. Yeah. Canada is under the queen. You can, a person being able to command that respect is what I, was looking at and 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 such but anyway so the queen died queen elizabeth ii has passed away obviously there have been other things that were taking place within that family yeah one of which is within uh was it the duchess of sussex former megan markle she had just just before talk about timing on august the 30th she had told mariah carey she sat down they had an interview on so the let me backtrack a bit Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle has a podcast called Archetypes. Okay. And so she interviewed Mariah Carey. And on the latest episode, they talked about being biracial. Yeah. Both of whom, Meghan and Mariah, are biracial women. 
they have in the words of Beyonce fluorescent beige. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fluorescent beige. You know, like they've they've both been in that that position on that space. And so uh the the conversation was titled, quote, The Duality of Diva. Mm. And they spoke about the modern interpretation, negative connotations of the word diva and being biracial. Right. So we talk about divas all the time on the right. show. Say, do I'm going to ask you two questions. Yeah. One is, what does diva mean to you? Let me tell you, first and foremost, do you guys know what diva is? I'm going to give oh, you a little history you lesson. You better give us a history lesson. Oh, this we is, all history this today. This is a great history lesson for you. Guys. The word diva was created by opera composer Vincenzo Bellini for his opera Norma, one of okay. my favorite operas. Ooh. And it, it comes from the aria, her, her act one aria, Casta Diva, Chase Goddess. So that is where the word diva comes from. It was a word just literally created for the opera. And so the word had been taken. So uh, just a quick history about the, the opera. which goes there. So Norma was a high priestess mm. of her community. She actually, <laughs> she actually uh, had an affair with a Roman soldier, birthed two kids, but she kept them in, in hiding because she did not want people to know that she was, uh, had, had kids with an outsider. And her turns out that her maid was having an affair with him and she decided to kill the kids <gasps> oh yeah girl opera what? was oh yeah oh girl wait what is this again this is norma a, it's an opera called norma opera so, so it she sounds like she a greek or roman tragedy she said they she was love going, like a she was going to <laughs> she was going to kill the kids but what happened was um <laughs> like the, the medea the community found out so this thing the most beautiful do it and, and, and to get burned together mm. both of them get burned together and it's, it's, it's a glorious opera oh, oh, but anyway that's, that's where the word Costa Diva come from. A diva uh, is actually supposed to be... So the connotation of diva is now this person who is a, a negative connotation. Mariah Carey is literally the, the epitome of what a diva is. Mm. N- not Madonna, not Beyonce, not none of those girls. They're not divas. I mean, but she like her carriage. It's this attitude of, I'm better than you, but I'm not better than you, but I'm not putting you down, but bitch, I'm... It's... That's what it is. But I think people now take the word diva to mean someone who has an attitude. Oh, she's right. like a diva. Blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in words change. Yeah, over in words time. change. But yeah. honestly, the best example I can give is Mar- Mariah is the epitome. It can epitome. also mean goddess, right? That's what it is. Divine. Yeah. Chase goddess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chased. Costa diva. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the meaning. It's actually got to Costa diva. Mm. So, um, but that's the word diva. And goddess or prima donna, pretty much. No, no. Diva's oh. not a diva's not a prima donna. A prima okay. donna's the head of an opera house. Yeah, that's oh, a whole a diva thing. is a whole thing. Yeah, it's a this, goddess. This yeah, specific completely thing. different. Yeah. Right. So, but a prima donna can be a diva, mm. but mm. a diva cannot be a prima, prima donna. Prima donna. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 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 also throughout that conversation, so Megan had said and Mariah, they talked about not feeling like they fit in. <clears throat> you know, are you? They said, did you grow up in the black area of town? Did you grow up in the white area of town? And that identification process that takes place. So, none of, I, from my understanding, none of us here are biracial, but you know that is a challenging oh, yeah. additional dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you imagine if you're gay and biracial, you have a trichotomy of yeah, you know, I guess perspectives or experiences you're navigating through. <laughs> and I wish we did that. have someone here well, it's to all talk that about layer, it. Funny right? you should say that. Funny you should say that. I'm just bringing this in for a second. Part of my research is I, I ran to somebody this week that was actually gay, biracial, and very bright, and half Mormon. Very. Oh. Did you mean bright as in like 
skin bright. Oh, okay. Beige. Oh, I thought you meant smart. Beige. No, that's why I wanted no, to clarify. No, 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 no. Yeah. They, they, were, they were bright. Not fluorescent beige, but beige. Not fluorescent beige, but beige, honey. Mm-hmm. So... And a Mormon, that's a yeah. new layer. Right. Now just, we're getting into that intersectionality yeah. right, right. conversation. Yes, yes, yes. You were going yes, exactly yes. to say something, Ori. No, I think that's to that. It, that's it's really to that point. It's like you add more of these experiences yes. because we're tribalized, right? We're tribalized by our society, by the groups we form, by the groups we are placed within, right. um, by the groups that we occupy, just by nature of our our station and existence and life. And so all of those compound, um, you know, to provide what has been kind of colloquially known as this kind of web of experiences, this overlaying, this overarching systems of oppression. Right. Um, you know, it really came from kind of the legal space and how women, um, specifically black women, were treated and experienced more harm and barriers because of both their blackness and their womanhood yeah mm-hmm. and so you know it's kind of been extrapolated beyond that mm-hmm. um but i i think it, it it is so important to you know i think we have to recognize i i've grown up with a lot of people that have been multicultural or biracial yeah. especially or, in ohio there's a know, lot of there's a lot yeah and and there is you know there certainly is and you do find um this kind of push and pull um, anecdotally, you know, that people choose sides and or people feel compelled to choose sides or society makes you feel compelled to choose sides. You right, know, think about kind right. of bisexuals, right? Yeah. Um, bisexual people are always kind of forced to occupy one space or the other. They're not mm-hmm. allowed to hold space oftentimes in our society. Mm-hmm. Similarly to biracial people, I wouldn't imagine that you're not able to hold space. Um, because people want you to be one or the other, because that means a certain thing. It makes them comfortable. And, yeah. and and both things are true. You're white yeah. and you're black, or you're attracted to men yeah. and you're attracted to women. Both things are true. Right. <laughs> and they get neglected, their truth, or they have to get forced into choosing a truth. Well, you're, and, that, that's the thing. Yeah, and then, and that's the, well, it's true. It, it I think to be even more precise, it's like, there are people who are both and occupy both spaces simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And that deserves to be recognized in the same way as a unique experience. That is a sum of those parts. Right. right. You know, right. but also occupies both of those parts as well. And the thing about, let me say this before you continue, Mark, and the thing specific to Mariah Carey and Megan Marco, this is another intersectionality, is their passing. <laughs> oh, true. we can talk about yeah, passing. That's, that's so, a whole right. thing. So right. you put that on top of well, it. Well, well and especially and especially the, Meghan Markle, I think, yes. because, you know. You know, we know. We know. We can see them go. Hmm. Yeah, but, you know, Mariah Carey's always talked about her blackness. She's from Long Island, though. She's you from know. Long Island. She's from the hood, so, you know, she, she, <laughs> and, she can't. Yeah, you know, and not her. to say that Meghan hasn't. I didn't really yes. follow her enough Megan's before. from Compton, too. You know. Um, Ooh, yeah, you know, yeah. But I think that, you know, it, it, it when you when you do occupy that space on the color spectrum yeah. where you're ambiguous enough that people don't question or people allow you to pass. Right. Um, it, it's a different experience altogether. Right. But, I, and yeah. they, and they talk about this in the article because, you know, as you said, uh, say do like, uh, what's her, Mariah yeah. has definitely, you know, she's been like, this is who I am. Like she has oh. not hid her yeah. heritage. We've had her for decades. So we've, We've had the experience to know her and know her blackness and her connection to her blackness. She's always been very much into her. She's never chosen she's, side. She's never chosen a side. But her music she, and herself has been that. And authentic. then we haven't known Megan. And so this other person comes on the stage and is talking about this this uh, duality that she's experiencing. And so she said, she was like, 
And I think it's different for us. It's very different because we're light skinned. Quote, uh, you're not treated as a black woman. You're not treated as a white man, woman. You're sort of fit in between. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, it makes me think about I've had conversations lately as I've been learning more about people who identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. And that has been a new uh, that's been something new for me. Yeah, and so I've been sure. trying to I know it's not a deep thing to understand, but I just was curious about it in and, in and of itself. And I feel as though when I hear about not being black and not being white. I can I kind of relate that non-binary status to that in the sense of someone saying, okay, well, I'm not this and I'm not that. I am neither. Right. And occupying space and holding that identity as being neither one of those things. Right. And that in and of itself being an identity, I think it's really, really it's important. It's It's really important. I think that the thing that gets lost a lot is, especially with our community where it becomes problematic with the black folks, African-American people is like, we sometimes want to force people who are biracial to say, the black, 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 black. strength in numbers, yeah. right? And the also the yeah. solidarity. And because of the history. Yeah, history. Yeah, history. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but it's, it's the way, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's the way sometimes it's went about, it's, it's went about. You know, it's like, the thing with Mar- Mariah, even though she's passing, she operates as a black woman in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's no like, well, and I think, we, right. and I think it's important too to know because it, there's a couple of different societal structures that kind of yeah. are crossing over here. Because there is the legal piece where, for a very long time, blackness was defined by you know blackness. Had That's what I was about to get on. Yeah. They were de- the defined by yeah how you know the possession of black blood in mm-hmm. you, and yes. one drop crazy so meant you were were black. Right, whereas right. whiteness as a construct is actually defined socio culturally. Yeah, right. And whiteness is like it's like the country club that certain people are given access to over time. Right, right. And you know, it started as this very nebulous thing that was very restricted to a very, you know, narrow group of people. People from the Isles, from the England and the British Isles. Mm-hmm. And not even all of them. Right. right. Not right. the Irish. Not the, Irish, not not the, the Scotch. Irish. Right. You know, so you know not I the think, Welsh. None well, of them. Not the, yeah. It was the, the English. Uh, and and so <laughs> the the you know and then the, the the you know the eventually other racial or other ethnic groups started migrating to the United States and their proximity to whiteness de- determined how they were able to be kind of allowed into the club right um you right. know there was this interesting article about like Armenians for instance who there was a decision in I guess 1909 <laughs> when they were first considered to be close enough to proximity to whiteness where nobody would think oh this is not a white person mm, right mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. because whiteness is this exclusive idea of privilege right and they were right. trying to protect it and they mm-hmm. were legally enshrining what it meant to be white versus what it meant to be non-white or specifically black it's very right, interesting right. in that sense and that's why funny enough because I remember reading articles and seeing things where I know the whole thing with Cher because she was so ambiguous looking yeah, mm. that it was something that no one had really put on TV before in that sense besides it being a caricature. Mm-hmm. And there's a great interview with Oprah with Tina Turner and uh, Cher. And they talked about how they met like 1961 or something. And Tina was like, no, I remember walking past you and seeing this girl that was... You know, we're on this bill, there's a lot of white. She was just looked like this bohemian thing. It's just wow. like, what, what is it? What is it? I know it's not white. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and so, but it's interesting with that. And to your point about that, there's a great, uh, the Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. You watch the history about why Lincoln Center was built. It is so crazy because the neighborhood 
was like a little project neighborhood, not like a bad project, you know, project, but it was nothing but Italians, black, Puerto Ricans. It was like a multicultural project neighborhood, mm-hmm. and they all just lived together because they weren't considered white mm-hmm. people in class. Right, right. So what happens is they took the Italian stuff. They, they started to put little bugs in their ear. Oh, well, you know, you're not. You can come here. You can get this. And get yeah. So mm-hmm. they started, then, then Puerto Ricans got to move to the Bronx. Black and mm-hmm. It literally just separated all the people oh, yeah. from they that Midtown. Yes. Basically. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon. And that's because literally I was watching you see the old videos. You see all the kids are black kids, Asian yeah. kids. Just all just hanging. It was just. Because yeah. uh-huh. the, they were all working, the dads were working the same jobs. Everybody right. was doing the same thing. It was literally a little it was utopia. A class right. stratification. Right. Yes. More it was than a more of a class. And then when they're like, oh, in order for us to sell this place, we have to get the closest people to white to agree to do it. Uh-huh. And if they agree to do it, then we can push well, the others and, on the side. And, yeah. and, and and we've seen that repeat itself throughout history, right? Like extensively. Well, so and and again, you know, whiteness is a tool of power wielding yeah. and exclusivity and oppression, right? It's been created to as a as a kind of unification of assets and ideas right and, and and identities and and to form nations right because you know this nation somewhat was formed under i want to say somewhat it was formed yeah, with yeah. this concept of of whiteness and how it should rule <clears throat> so to speak over everything else. and and add to it and i'll uh kind of close on this point or not close on this point <laughs> but i'll say my last comment on this point you know what we were both all three of us were saying was there was that racial aspect mm-hmm. but there's also that religious aspect because mm-hmm. it was protestant mm-hmm. there was a determination to exclude catholics muslims yeah J- jewish people hindu you know the, the mandate the, is the, the mandate was like you need to be yeah. protestant anglo-saxon and that's it yep. and that's what we're going to have what do we have we've had maybe 46 i think 46 presidents in this country mm-hmm one has been black obviously but i don't think we've had anyone oh maybe two catholic we have pres- two catholic, two catholic yeah. presidents you know like the, it was so instilled in the culture that it has gone that extensive that there's not even a white man who was italian or greek or whatever that could have became president yeah so anyway and still would be hard to envision right <laughs> right, right and that's you know that's 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 interesting yeah so, uh, keeping in the in the topic of monarchy, I wanted to bring up uh, this king. He his name is King Wanga II of Buganda. He was a 19th century Ugandan king who was a gay man, and I've known about him for years. I don't know if people have known about him or how uh, you know how 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 much awareness is out there about him. But basically, if we think about Uganda today uganda is an extremely 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 anti-lgbtq country it 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 goes out of its way (laughs) to prosecute people who are lgbtq if there is any way to guide any of your attention your funds your your charity your help your your heart Uganda, Ugandan gay organizations, and I should have looked this Thanks, up. Thanks, American missionaries. Yeah, I was just about to say. I feel really bad. Because homosexuality was actually not a thing. Yeah, it was a colonialism thing. and religious, religious. India, all uh, of them. Right, were, right, men like, and men, they had gods and stuff like that. So when yeah, it destroyed, yeah. when it destroyed us, people religion. All over religions. the world, in Asia and Africa. Yeah, and that was not a same thing. Same-sex men existed. 
Like there was a test. Oh, but they was, were doing it. They let the Greeks do it for, for the blood of Rome and stuff. <laughs> oh, you know, the Greeks. Well, I would have been there myself. Over, 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 over. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, let's let's look at it very, you know, anthrobiologically, right? If you're not, if your people are not creating more people, then you're, you know, the perception is that you're not going to have enough people right, to, to farm things. the land. So, you know, and yeah. we know being gay is much, much more fun. So they don't right. want to have too many motherfuckers trying to like, you know, you live know, the all, life. All the kids die, honey. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I'm not, oh, you know what? Yes, it. thank you for that. So, but yeah, I think that's a it's a really interesting story, yeah, and a, I wish there was more visibility to the stories, not only black royalty, more. but just you know, yeah. queerness, queerness in all and, these spaces. And and so like so, just for everyone listening, so his name was like I said, uh, Mwanga the Second of Buganda. He was a gay man. He was a king in Africa, and he actually at the time the kings in in Uganda and that tribe had harems. Harem meaning you uh, con- traditionally at the time you could have as many wives as you wanted and concubines and so on and so forth. I love that word concubine. You know, and so, you know, like when you think of that type of situation, you think about being in a monarchy. I wanted to ask the girls a few questions. Okay. Okay. If I can ask the girls. So, my first question is if we go to music break yeah. first. I would like to ask these questions after that. Yes. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yes. So we're going to do that. I added one more song to the music break, this one, just because it's funny. <laughs> From Queen, Killer Queen. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, he picked um, songs by Queens. First song he picked was Queen Bitch by Lil' Kim. Uh, second piece is Respect by Aretha Franklin. Third is very interesting, Intersectionality, Queen by Todrick Hall. Ha. <laughs> and then I add a killer queen um, by Queen. So you're listening to Question of Mind Live. This was a wonderful conversation. Come on, my queens. Uh-huh. You better lead the girls to an intellectual. Look at us being all like smart and shit. We're going to be ratcheting them in. Don't worry about it. You're listening to uh, Question of Mind Live on the Radio Free Brooklyn.
wanna be hugging. Roll with niggas that be thugging, bugging. In the tunnel and SO, sipping espresso. Cappuccino with Nino. On a mission for the Luchi Crino. I used to wear Moschino, but every bitch got it. Now I rock colorful mates because my pockets stay knotted. C note after C note. Frank Boat Hole 15 plus the caterer. You think you're greater, uh? You niggas got some audacity. You sold a million, now you have for me. Get off my dick, kick it, bitch. Check my pitch uh. for cynic persona. And I still stick your moms for her stocks and bonds. I got that bomb ass cock. A good ass shot. With hardcore flows to keep a nigga dick rock. Sippin' Ziffindales, up in Chippendale, shopping Bloomingdale's for Prada bags, female Dundada has, no problem, spittin' cream with my team, shit straight like 915, you know what I mean? Who's the diamond district with my biscuit, floss in my Rolex wrist shit, I'm rich, I'ma stay that bitch.
She keeps them always shining in her pretty cabinet. Let them be cakes, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building remedy for Christian and Kennedy. At any time, an imitation you can't decline. Caviar and cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer queen. She never kept the same address In conversation She spoke just like a baroness Middleman from China With time to gauge her mind Then again incidentally She that way Perfume came naturally From Paris Because she couldn't care less Fastidious and precise She's a killer Queen Got body gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam Guaranteed to blow your mind Listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queer state of mind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, honey. It is Marquis. Yeah, sorry. Say do. Hey, 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 hey. Sorry, we're good. We we meant that. Um, <laughs> it's me, Seydu, and Ori and Ron, who yes. are will be back. So, so yeah. So we were talking a bit about royalties and all that, etc. Hey, you had a question in you. Well, I did, but I need the other girls here for it. So, oh, okay. So we can talk about something else. But yeah, thank you for can... that music break. No, of course, of course. You I know, mean, Queen bitch. That song. Let's just talk about from hardcore. Let's talk about a queen. Lil no, I love Kim, Lil Kim, honey. Lil Kim, you know, I like she's probably gonna be at my wedding. 
I always tell this to people. Lil Kim to me is she's a gay icon in a way that I, I'm not comparing the two. Please hear me out, people. That Nicki Minaj is no, Nicki Minaj is also a gay icon. She's a gay icon too. When I say she's not, a, she's a gay icon, and Nicki Minaj is not. It's the fact that we came to Lil Kim, we were not pandered to. You know what I mean? Right, right. Loki was somebody we all discovered, like, oh, this bitch is fabulous. Fabulous. There was no push. There, there was, was no push. No. It was like, oh, like, the gays are going to like me. I'm going to wear it. It was none of that. It was literally just her. like, girl, we just walked in the door. Like, it was after the How Many Licks video and the girls were done. Right, right. The girls were done. I then Loki became. I was, I was, I was a teenager. I was a question on you, girl. I was like, you know, I know uh, you want me in the video. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. True. I remember being in high school. It was, well. Yeah, you can school. say it, girl. I was, I was in high school. I was in the early school. song. I mean, in some some of her early or late. I can't oh, yeah, remember. You graduated high school, girl. <laughs> I'm like losing track, and I'm like, wait a second. I don't want to put any, like dates, any dates out here, but 2000. Back in the day, 2001. We'll back in the day, before '96. Before I was '96. So you know. Well, we know. <laughs> you granddad, but well, um, but no, okay, no, no. We're going today. Gotcha. <laughs> no, but like I remember one of the things I, I remember was that like. Growing up as a kid and listening to Lil' Kim as a gay kid, I was like, oh, my God, I loved her. It's fabulous. Just, like, fierceness and was so controversial and so counter to what I grew up in. I grew up, I went to church three days a week, everyone. I just, I was, oh, wow. Was out there. I went to church on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So to have a Lil' Kim out there being like, oh, I'm doing everything else, forget about it. And I literally remember I was in my dorm room at Ohio State. And somebody was like, you have to listen to this album. And the first track was a guy masturbating to pop, uh, with um, popcorn butter to Lil' Kim. Oh, right, That's right. the that intro. song. Oh, my God. I played yeah, that. That's I, like, because, <laughs> you know, she was the first, she was actually the first woman to bring sexuality into, <gasps> into, oh, yeah. into uh, mainstream. She was the first one to actually bring sex. Before then, everybody was doing like a hardcore, you had to look like a man thing. Right. No, not the first, first one. Let me rephrase that. Because Salt and Pepper was doing it before, but it was mm. a little bit more subdued. But she she was able to be feminine, but aggressively feminine. Yes. That's what I think. Thank you. Like Salt and Pepper was, was more like a, ladies, you know, with Tramp and all of that stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Like it was, uh, it was Salt and Pepper was like, okay, ladies, we're going to do this, that, and the other. Um, but like, it was a different, different dynamic. So, so what I wanted to ask is, you know, in this little quick quiz for the girls, and I'm going to have to finish it on the other side of the rope, but basically, I had talked about royalty. I had this first mm -hmm. episode of conversation about that. My thing is, if you were a queen, mm. what country would you be a queen of? Mm. I'm going to ask Miss Ori first. Oh, girl. <laughs> if, you could, if you could pick a country in this world, where would Queen Ori rule? Where, where would she reign? Somewhere in Eastern Europe, bitch. <laughs> I hate you. Specifically Eastern Europe. Where, no. where Do I have reign? to pick a country? You I want with my one. own land. Daylandia. Um, somewhere. Like a place a bunch of, with a bunch of Chichi LaRue's. Yes. Um, I don't know. Oh, see, like this question makes me dig into my whole like <laughs> complex about imperialism, and I guess, but for the purposes of answering see, in the time allotted, um, I, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't wow. want to just take over somebody's country. No, it's not taking over. It just it is literally an idealistic. Um, where you being queen of? Oh. <laughs> This is a hard question. Come back to me. I'll okay. think on it. So, Duran, Mr. Miss Dalton, Wakanda. 
Yeah. <laughs> hear that? Me well, too. Well, see, I didn't know that was an option because you said it had it's, to be a real country. It's not a. It's not. <laughs> thank you. It's not an option. A real country. If you were queen, where where would Deronda? They're like, you know what? You all of a sudden you inherited this country. Where are you in charge oh, at? BPH. Where are you running? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't need a country. I need a bar. No. Um. <laughs> I'll just pick the territory of Bushwick, I guess. Okay. Say do. Uh, Liberia, honey. I have to do it. Yeah, I always got to hold my people. I always have to hold my people down. Mm-hmm. It's just, first of all, I have to do it. Second of all, I don't have a choice. No, <laughs> no, I have to do it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's her lineage. That, that's, that's just her lineage it. Her birthright. I go anywhere else to be like, oh, no. you think you different now? Was <laughs> yeah. and what's interesting? That's the same thing with Queen Elizabeth. I have no other choice. I got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you, gonna do? you know, you know the fact that she's a racist, but you know that's just. I gotta pick a country. I'm gonna pick like Martinique or something. I want to be in the Caribbean. Yeah, <laughs> I can, girl, <laughs> give me a Caribbean. Stay in the Caribbean. Ooh, honey. You know, I do really look, like. I, it would probably be somewhere in the Middle East, actually. You know, <laughs> oh, does she stay in the yeah. Caribbean? Or does the Caribbean Doha. stay? In the- yeah, I'd be the Queen of Qatar. Yeah. No. Bigger or UAE. They'll be like, why? I would have to be royalty because otherwise they put me in jail. Actually, they still might put you in jail. They'll put their princess in jail. No, you would change it because you'd be the queen of Qatar. You'd be like, I'd just be like, uh-uh. First and foremost, they'll be like, why is she trading with Liberia? Why is this bitch always here? I'm like, you know why this bitch always here in the Middle East. But I'm, so, not gonna, I'm not going to be the queen of Bushwick. I said, oh, girl, no. It's, no. it's messy over there. <laughs> it's messy. The land is messy. Yeah. <laughs> that country, child. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. So the next question is, so as I mentioned, oh, uh, we got two. Yeah. All right. So I might save this question. I'm going to save this question because this is going to be a hard question. But what are we doing in the next hour? Well, the next hour is school days. Oh, gosh. Yes, the kids are going back to school. Right. Oh, so let God. me throw this in real quick. So the king of Uganda, or that Ugandan king, yes, he had a harem. I asked, the, well, I wanted to ask the girls, who would you want in your harem? Oh, that's an easy oh. fucking question. Oh, oh, see, all right. So, 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 first of all, I had three. Let me put top, my list. Now I gotta ask you to pick a top two or pick a top one. No, oh. we, should, we should like let the girls think about it because we yeah, yeah, yeah. and we gonna let we gonna come back. The girls don't can't they can't. I mean, we'll, we'll name on one. The spot. I got, oh no, I got my whole list, oh, honey. Well, I've been thinking about this well, list since like, I was sixteen. Well, yes. I, well, okay, that lays them out because I asked three questions. I asked three questions. I wanted to hear three. I oh, want to hear three. who are the thro- top three men yeah. in your harem. Say do. Uh, let's maybe do it in the next one. Yeah, okay, next, okay. next hour. You get to hear this because this yes. is good. I got good ones. These but girls. Don't be, I hope these bitches ain't trying to steal, steal ones in my harem, though. <laughs>